You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. You're tuning into Black and White Sports on YouTube. The no-holds-barred truth on sports. The main event starts now. I'm back. Rodrians for our Black and White Sports 2. We're going to talk a little bit about the XFL this morning. We got the attendance figures in. And we're also going to talk about the fact that uh, Tony Romo got baked during the XFL broadcast yesterday. Also, touch on what many believe is the best player in the XFL. Because he was, well, he was a pretty damn good NFL player that just couldn't quit smoking weed. And that's Josh Gordon. Josh Gordon plays for the Seattle Sea Dragons. And he showed his ass a little bit. And we're also going to talk about the fact that uh, in Arlington slash Dallas, the Renegades, they had a drop in attendance. So did the Roughnecks, okay? And as expected... Much like the Alliance of American Football, San Antonio drew big time. Big, big time. Orlando will draw big time. St. Louis will draw big time. Disappointed in those Houston numbers, though. Houston drew very well during XFL 2020. And uh, this is a draw of a real fall off. I expected that Houston number to be more... 16, 17, 18, 19,000, and it was down around 12,000. DC Defenders was a little less than I thought it was. Uh, so let's get to this. Let's first of all look at the shade that was thrown at one Tony Romo. He got crushed during the XFL broadcast just about playing football in February in Texas. In other words, he never made it to a Super Bowl as a Dallas Cowboy. ESPN commentator Matt Berry opined that there was a Romo playing football in Texas in February. Just a quick, let's all get a good laugh because a half a million people laughed million at this. And that overall hit. Also, by my math, you've got a Romo playing football in Texas in February. <laughs> I mean, that's just... That's brutal. The kicker, uh, who also happens to be named Romo uh, for the uh, San Antonio Brahmas. It, it was just a, a nice little tidbit. No big deal, but uh, pretty funny nonetheless. We've got uh, this three-point play right here. The Battle Hawks came back and won this with a minute 25 left. Pretty wild. This is the three-point conversion. Yes, you heard me. Three-point conversion. End zone. Squeezes it in there. Three-point conversion. Good. So pretty wild. That's Anthony Beck right there. He was a former tight end for the, uh, I believe, the Colts and the Buccaneers back in the day, if I remember correctly. I remember watching him play uh, in the NFL. Now, there's a 4th and 15 rule here. Yeah, convert a 4th and 15 instead of an onside kick. 
Now, a lot of people are liking this rule in the in the XFL, maybe like if they decided to put it in the USFL. But a lot of people are saying keep this rule out of the NFL. It's where they put the ball. Uh, I believe it's at the 25 on a 4th and 15, and if you convert it, you keep the ball instead of an onside kick. This is a rule that I know Mike Florio has floated out there in years past, as has others. It has been, it, it has floated through the NFL uh, for them to take a look at. A couple of the coaches have presented it. I know the general consistency is this was an awesome rule yesterday, and it 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 made for some great suspense. But the other takeaway was. Let's make sure it does not end up in the NFL. I noticed a lot of that yesterday. Wow, this is really cool. This is going to be awesome for the XFL. Let's not put it in the NFL, which is kind of interesting. Kind of interesting that fans push back like that. Uh, XFL, the attendance numbers. This is all four games. 61,514 fans attended an XFL game somewhere. This weekend, as we all know, that's obviously much better than the USFL. Uh, look, I don't think the... I know. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. I understand the USFL was trying to keep expense down, but there is something to be said for what your product looks like on television. And part of that is, what does it look like on television with fans, okay? Because, unfortunately, what happened last year? Because they only chose to play games in Birmingham, okay? And when it was the actual Birmingham team, the USFL packed that stadium, okay, to root for their actual team. But when you had a team from somewhere else playing in there as their home game, there weren't any fans. And that became the story, okay, every week. Oh, there's no no fans in attendance again. And, I mean, some of them games, it was literally like there's a 1,000 people here, maybe. And uh, I know they're going to spread some of those USFL games out this year. It's a great idea. USFL has got to get their teams in their home cities. They do. Um, it just makes a better product uh, on television. It does. It, it makes a difference. Uh, so, uh, in case you're wondering, first week 2020 XFL, 69,818 fans. First week XFL this time around, 61,514 fans at the game. And uh, as you can expect, they showed their ass in San Antonio. They truly did. San Antonio loves pro football. They desperately want pro football. And they drew 24,245 fans. Now, again, surprising. Houston only had 12,784. That was surprising. 
Thought that number would be closer to like 16, 17, 18. Their first week in XFL 2020, they drew 17,000 that week. All right. In Arlington, there was even an article written by Florio. Arlington had a 30% drop from XFL 2020 uh, because they drew almost 17,000 fans in their opener. They At the time, that was the Dallas Renegades, okay, versus the Arlington Renegades. Now, they're the same franchise, same team, but they just uh, swapped out the Dallas uh, for the Arlington. Uh, nonetheless... The XFL was very uh, smart in making a couple of moves here. Um, I made a video when when we found out the XFL was coming back uh, and we didn't know where it was going to be necessarily. And we covered, by the way, we covered the XFL 2020 before all of our channels blew up. We actually covered it over on the big channel. Wow. Big channel had like 300 subs. Um, So we covered the XFL. And when it was announced it was coming back, I came over to this channel, I made a video, and I pounded the table for the fact that Orlando needed to have a team and San Antonio needed to have a team, okay? You had to get rid of New York. You had to get rid of L.A., okay? I understand big television markets, but because they're starred for pro football in San Antonio, starred for it in Orlando, look... When the Alliance of American Football is drawing twenty and twenty five thousand in Orlando, and San Antonio was drawing twenty and twenty five and twenty eight thousand for the Alliance of American Football, you've got to make sure these spring teams have got teams in those cities, because visually, along with St. Louis in the XFL, visually those three places are going to look great on television, okay? Seattle Sea Dragons, they drew pretty good the first uh, go-around with the XFL. Um, Houston looked good and drew well the first go-around. We're going to have to watch and make sure there's not some trade-offs here, okay? Because maybe Houston decides to not come back to their XFL team in the way that they did the first go-around. Because Houston drew really well. They were in that always in that 17, 18, 19, 20, 21,000 range. And um, because it's part of the visual product on television. I'll have guys come through here and say the attendance doesn't. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply mean nothing to people watching on tv yes it does because it it directly gives you a sense of whether or not you want to get invested in a league that you think may not be around next year okay in other words well hell the 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 city that has this franchise doesn't even give a shit about this team why should i okay i mean and i'm sorry but people will ask that question they'll turn it on and I saw it on the USFL last year, even though the ratings were pretty good. I saw it. You would turn it on, 
you go to you go to social media because you ju- want to judge the reaction, and uh, the the story became the attendance. It 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 did. It became the attendance in the USFL. I don't know that that's necessarily uh, justified or right, but that's sort of that's sort of what happened. And just to give you an idea here. Um, as of right now on Twitter, this very second, uh, trending XFL, the XFL, 28,000 tweets, Josh Gordon, uh, 4,000 tweets right now. Tell me what you think, black and white sports two supporters. Did you watch the XFL? Tomorrow is the college USFL draft, by the way. Um, if anything crazy goes on in that draft, I might make a video. I seriously doubt it. Uh, I will cover the USFL. USFL will be in other stadiums this year. Um, I wonder at some point if something won't be worked out between these two leagues. I don't know that. Probably not because you got Disney and ABC involved on one side and Fox involved on the other. So I don't know. And they're both in... They're all in cahoots in their own league. By the way, um, side note, the the television partnership for the XFL this time is through 2027. That's interesting. I mean, it looks like this league might be around a while. It depends on how they can figure out how to make money here. Because if they look at this as... Do we want something that can draw better ratings than an NBA game on the weekend? Yeah. I mean, the XFL will probably outdraw almost every NBA game every week, including a big one. Okay, do we want something that will draw better than, say, AEW wrestling or any NHL game and certainly any WNBA game? If they can look at it and figure out how to make that productive and 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 make money off that from an advertising standpoint the xfl and the usfl will both make it because the ratings even on a shitty game the ratings are going to be seven eight hundred nine hundred thousand people so it's going to be like well shit as many people watch the xfl as did AEW wrestling last night or more people watch the xfl 300, 400,000 more than watched the WNBA game last night. More, double the amount of people watched the XFL last night than an NHL game. If they look at it from that standpoint and they can figure out how to make money there, both of these leagues will hang around. They will. By the way, I would have liked to have seen Landry Jones come back and play football here. What happened here? Where's Landry Jones? Where's Cardell Jones? Um, where are some of the quarterbacks that were playing in the XFL before? I know Josh Johnson's with the Niners. We all know that, and we saw that very publicly. We know P.J. Walker, and boy, he's a he's a massive loss of talent for the XFL. Um, they've got to figure out a way. The XFL and USFL have got to figure out a way to pay enough money that they can keep some of these guys that's got eyes of being backup NFL quarterbacks. Okay, because that's going to be your superstars over in these leagues. The problem is going to be 
you've got to be able to hold on to some of these people so your your city can turn Ben DiNucci into a seven-year XFL star, right? And on a local level, be the man. You know, I mean, that's, that's kind of how these things are going to have to work. That kind of thing happened in the arena football. It did. It happens in the CFL. All right? So, I don't know. Long video, even though I'm going to have some edits and some cuts, going to be a long-ass video. Going to be a nice little let's talk about it kind of video. I love those. Peace. I'm out. Till next time. Thanks for watching the show. Be sure to like, comment, and subscribe. Be sure to tune in next time on Black and White Sports.